A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of MSW Media and the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson, not in D.C. today, still at my mother's house, and I'm so excited because my guest today is Steph Walton. She hasn't been on the show for a long time, so we're going to have so much fun. Welcome, Stephanie. (laughs) Hooray! (laughs) Yes! Getting the band back together. (laughs) Of course you would say that since you are in a band <laughs> you had a band pajamas right now but yes yeah it, it's so good it is so good to be back this just brings back so many memories I was getting ready for this this morning and I was thinking about <laughs> the time you drove to the studio oh, when you were right, living in yeah. California and we did our tv show and we were talking about ha 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 Trump's <laughs> never gonna get elected okay I know the hellscape I that we I rem- and then uh, you know what I I remember from that is it was in San Francisco and yeah. I ha- I parked my car somewhere and then at the interview I couldn't find my car and so I you know it's like oh shit did it get stolen what's the, what's going on and so I can't even remember what the deal was but I wound up finding firemen and the firemen helped me find my car so there you go <laughs> I, I was actually just picturing you walking around the streets of the mission, hitting your uh, your key fob, deet, 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 waiting for the lights to go off or something. I, <laughs> you know what? I have to say this before we get going because I did not see this last show, but while I am here doing shows from my mom's basement, I am the ultimate troll. Um, I, I'm not going to be doing any ads. So I normally have ad-free shows, and I'm not going to do that this time because it's just too complicated. So for all of you out there who are uh, usually... Um, getting the free shows, just consider this is an ad-free show. And if you sign up for the ad-free tier, you get this every time. So FYI, everybody. Okay, now now let's get into it. And Steph, I need to know how – I'm banging shit around. How was your holiday? Uh, it was really chill. Hmm. It was great. Um, my son is in college now. For anybody hmm. that knew us way back when, he's a sophomore in college and he's home and has been home for quite some time. I love it. We've got another week with him before wow. he goes back to New York. So that's been great. My daughter, who's a sophomore in high school, is totally ecstatic having her brother here. Yeah. Um, we've seen a lot of friends. Uh, it's been good. I would say the holidays kicked in starting in at Thanksgiving and we got together with my brother and his wife and daughter. And that was just amazing. And then, you know, brought back some old family traditions, obnoxious Christmas Eve <laughs> with all of my cousins. Um, and then a pretty chill new year's, but it's, it's been great. And now I know you've been with your mom and I, yeah. I know she's on the road to recovery. So that makes me really happy. But how are you? How is your new year so far? Oh, it's okay. I mean, just FYI, everybody, uh, in the basement where I am, it's below the kitchen and my mom is in the kitchen and I, she's going to make noise and there's nothing I can do about it. So we're just going to have to deal with it. But, um, That's you life. Know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's been okay. I mean, it, like I said, the thing that's upsetting, the most upsetting thing is, 
um, the, the anesthesiologist had a nerve when he was, you know, giving her the anesthesia and it, it's turning out to be problematic and there's pretty much nothing she can do about it. And, and, and she's assuming, you know, she had some nerve issue a while back and it took over a year to heal. So she does believe this will heal, but she's worried that it's going to take a year or two. And she's also, even though, um, the other knee is healing, I think the combination of both legs hurting at the same time and actually that the other leg hurts more. So I, I, it's like, I'm so angry and I have so much rage in me and there's nothing I can do with it. And so, um, you know, I, I don't know. I know she's, she's kind of miserable right now because, you know, she doesn't have her life the way she wants it. And, um, it's, it's, it's really difficult, but you know, I mean, each day, there is improvement, so that's good, and I have no that's idea. That's great. Yeah, and I just I just want to put this out there because I am getting emails from people. You know, they're either saying to me, "Is your mom doing her physical therapy?" She's doing everything. She's very disciplined. Um, I I don't mean to be an asshole, but she doesn't need advice. Uh, it's not about that. She, we are handling everything. It's just tough. So sometimes when yeah. you go to social media and you complain, everybody wants to provide you with an answer. And, and I'm not saying that I'm not interested in hearing certain kinds of, you know, like a, a, a friend, um, I'll just say Justine from Twitter had messaged me and she actually, hi Justine. You know, hi Justine. But she actually, I mean, what she had to say would have been helpful if I needed the kind of help she was talking about. But sometimes people are messaging me and they're just like telling me that my mom has to do her physical therapy. And, and while I understand they're well-meaning, she's doing it, everybody. She's very yeah. disciplined. She is an A-plus kind of student and she wants to heal. So she's doing yeah. everything she can. So it's, it's just, it's been are, really those hard. Are tough yeah. surgeries too. And when yeah. you're not 30, right? you know, it's a, it's a whole different deal. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. My mother-in-law who lives next door just had her second hip replacement and my husband and I, she's insane. My mother-in-law, she's going to be 82. <laughs> she is fit. She doesn't sit. She doesn't sit <laughs> idle. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? I mean, she mm-hmm. knows how to chill, but she's very physically active. Yeah. And yesterday my husband and I, because we're, uh, you know, middle-aged people who are trying to stay alive. We went and worked out really early yesterday morning and then we went to get a coffee and there she was like, it's for sure between a quarter and a half a mile mm-hmm. from, from our house. And there she was standing in front of the coffee shop at eight 30 in the morning, having a latte. And she had walked her ass down there two weeks after a hip replacement. Oh, but yeah, but you know what? That's so, my, yeah. My mom was healed a lot faster. She was up and around in, in like a few days after half yeah, the hip yeah, replacement. Same, same, but it's, you know, it's, it's, um, there's effort that has to mm-hmm. go into it when you get to be a senior like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, uh, anyway, I'm just, uh, <sighs> I'm just happy to be alive. You know, I'm happy to wake up and not have uh, a sore shoulder. Cause I slept on my side for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? Like welcome to 58. There's a whole slew of shit. Yes, it is fun. Isn't it? With that. <laughs> I used to laugh cause my mom used to always say, She'd, she'd make these noises like, oh, just like getting up. And then she'd go aches and pains. And I'm like, mm-hmm. aches and pains, mom, you're 70. And I'm like, oh my God, I completely get what she's saying. Aches and pains. Like I'm descending a staircase. I know. Ow. You know what I mean? I know. 
for Christ's sake. I know it's but fun. I have I, I've got the arthritis and all of it, so um, I don't want to bum out our uh, audience with all the old no, people no, talk. No, no. <laughs> we can make people laugh. We can make them laugh. It's fun. But okay, but I'm I'm gonna I am gonna transition though into politics because I do want to talk about this. Yeah, hell uh, yeah. We. We learned, I guess it was Friday or I don't know, sometime last week that the Supreme Court is going to hear, you know, if they're going to throw Trump off the ballot um, in Colorado. Right. So this is going to be on February mm. 7th. And I have I have a, a guess and I talked about it with Bob, but I'm going to talk about it with you and just see what you think, because I under, you know, I, I honestly, I could see this going either way. I'm, I'm not making a real mm. prediction because I don't know, but I have this feeling that and, and I mean, I could be wrong, but I just feel like the, the, the Supreme Court is under so much scrutiny right now. They have so much to deal with. And I, I think the issues of Roe v. Wade killing that and Donald Trump's, you know, whole deal, I think in the Supreme Court's eyes are very different issues. So just recently, I believe it was on Friday, they ruled that I don't know if it was Iowa or Idaho or one of those I states could uh, the Supreme Court ruled that they could keep the abortion ban in place, it even was if the, Idaho. Idaho, okay, even if the mother's life is at risk. So, you know, Allison Gill had said that they did that, and she goes, "Look for inconsistencies," meaning she expects that they're going to um, make all these states keep because Colorado's the one that's being brought up, but I think it's gonna, it's probably gonna set a precedent because now there's been, I think there's forty three, uh, I'm sorry, thirty four states that want to kick them off the ballot, and be, that's yeah, why I'm thinking. The sheer number of the of 34 states, and some of these uh, lawsuits are brought by Republicans, not Democrats, um, mm -hmm. I feel like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make logical sense to me that the court would say, yeah, he can be on if more than half the states in this country want him kicked off. Because number one, they, they don't necessarily benefit from him, and... This, I've said this before, but I'm saying it to you just to see what you're going to say about this. If if I were the billionaires like Harlan Crow and, um, oh God, what's the other guy? Gosh. Leonard Leo and all those people who are funding this, the corrupt Supreme Court. Right. If it were me, I would have my eye on 2028 because I think that's a more realistic win for the Republicans than 2024. I just, I mean, right now it's all iffy and up in the, up in the air and it's not, it's not a... Uh, absolute or anything but i just think that this country hates donald trump so much i don't think he's going to make it i think and because joe biden has pretty made it pretty much made it clear that he's not going to expand the court if i were the supreme court i would say you know what let them do what they fucking want and we're still gonna you know go hard on abortion because that you know that's a different story for us because they have ruled in favor of uh, you know the states and stuff against Trump, in 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 him trying to overturn the election. So, what do you think of that? Okay, um, so I think the Supreme Court is corrupt. We mm -hmm. all, I mean, uh, duh. I'm just mm -hmm. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> um, and I think that we, you know, that's going to be. The only way this is ever going to change, and by I, by this I mean like getting um, a, a sound, humane, uh, righteous people at the at that level, is if we ever have a two-thirds Senate that can impeach these 
these people. Yeah. That that so that like because my husband and I were talking about this in the car yesterday. We were I don't even know where the hell. Maybe we were driving to the gym. Anyhow, we're talking about it because like there's really no there's no um you can't check these people. No. You can't uh justice Chief Justice Thomas can't can't force um Clarence Thomas Chief Justice Roberts can't force Clarence Thomas to recuse himself from mm-hmm. the J6 stuff because his wife was one of the uh, architects. Okay, you can't you can't ask Brett Kavanaugh, who was installed, who had forty five hundred tips going to the FBI against him when he was being considered for the Supreme Court. He's not all of a sudden going to turn mm-hmm. and 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 get. I, I don't even know what the word you know become not corrupt um these other people you know what i'm saying like amy coney barrett hello Mm -hmm. like that's never gonna be a reasonable person Mm -mm. and so and and the liberals and and when and and so the liberal justices and i'm i'm hopefully gonna get to the to the point and get to the answer (laughs) um to your question but like i'm i'm just trying to cite all that's wrong Right. So look for inconsistencies, mm-hmm. of course, d- states rights with Idaho. OK, but they they could very well not go states rights with with Colorado. Exactly. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. But, and and yes. I think I see that happening like I see that could happen. But I feel like it's more about they are going to look out for themselves. And I before anything. They're not going the, the to the justices. Yes, they're not going to put Trump yeah, oh, before course. them. And so I don't think oh, it's, well. it's hard for me to imagine that they're going to piss off the country like this when they've already got a lot of heat on them. I, and they don't. They, I don't think they're going to lose anything if they say, "All right, states, do what you want with with this." I I think they're not going to lose anything. Well, I don't know, but they, they don't, they haven't minded pissing. I, 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 do I speak English? That's the first question of the, this podcast. <laughs> they haven't had a problem with <laughs> pissing off the country. Right. I know, but, but, but see, but see, no, of course not. But I, but I don't know how to describe it, but it's like when see Roe v. Wade, that was clear. That has been their agenda for so long. And, and, and so they finally got that done and they're just sticking to it and we can expect more of that. But there have been challenges um, brought by states having to do with, you know, the election and what Trump said. And they have and judges that are have been appointed by Trump have ruled mm-hmm. against True. Trump. And True. so so and it's obviously that's and the Supreme Court has ruled against Trump. They they have refused to hear some of the things where he's screaming right, it's right. not fair. And so okay, they've agreed to hear this which they didn't just say no we're not going to hear it. But I think that I think what they're doing and I'm not saying again, I'm not making a prediction. I'm kind of like making the argument that I I think that there is reason for them to in this particular scenario, I could see where they would just be like, all right, let's look consistent. Because mm-hmm. I always go back to when Mark Zuckerberg shut down those 900 pages, and, and it was basically a way to tell Congress, look, I can self-regulate. I kicked off liberal pages. I kicked off Republican pages. You don't have to worry about me. And, mm-hmm. you know, it mm-hmm. kind of worked because they it's left him for, alone. It's all for show. It's it, all, it's for, all show. for show is what you're saying. Right. Yes. yes. So yes. I think the Supreme Court is I, it's not that they don't care about pissing everybody off per se. It's their self-interest that they're serving. Of course. And I feel it's like always their self-interest. Yeah. Course. So I feel like 
if it were me, I would just be like, all right, let's hang back on this one and really get our shit together for 2028. It's God, only four right. more years. I mean, I don't know if I am, but I just, I mean, I do pray. you think that's, do you think that that's a viable path or something? I think, sure. I, I, absolutely, I do. Absolutely, I do. Because I can't get into their psychotic heads. They lied. <laughs> I know. They lied in every confirmation <laughs> hearing saying mm-hmm. that they would uphold Roe. Mm-hmm. It's precedent. They lied. And there was no consequence. There's right. no consequence. Yeah. Because the Supreme Court is is they're they're un you know. Yeah, they're untouchable. They, yeah. They're just untouchable. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, I here's here's what here's what it comes down to for me. And this is like, oh God, I, I are we ever gonna rest? So I think about like our moms were the same age, you know. And my mom, God rest her soul, was in mm-hmm. in her words in the streets. She was in the streets for workers' rights. She, she and my father were in the streets for civil rights. And these are her words before she passed. And she passed in March of, of 2023. And she was in the streets for bodily autonomy. Mm-hmm. And, and then she had to sit and watch that go away for her grandkids, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah. you and I lived the, we lived through that time when, you know, when it was time for me to make a decision at eight, at 17 to not have a child, I didn't even think twice. Yeah. I just went and did that. Right. So we are in, in living in times where we got to see the warriors that were our, our parents generation paving the way and mm-hmm. doing what they did for us. And then we, we, you know, we could have a whole podcast on like the feral children era <laughs> that we lived through, which that would be really kind of fun to do sometimes. So yes. please invite me back. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but now here we are in our fifties and, and living that like, Oh my God, we got to, to help Obama get elected. Yeah. We lived through the freedom of having our own bodily autonomy and democracy wasn't even in question. Mm-hmm. Were we idiots? Perhaps a little bit because <laughs> we rested on those laurels for mm-hmm. so long. And now here we are. And I got kids mm-hmm. who say shit to me like, um, I want to, and I've said this to you before, but it's worth repeating. I have a 19 year old son who, who really sees himself being a father someday. And he says things like, I'd love to have kids, but is there going to be a planet for me to raise them on? Mm -hmm. That resonated with me. He said that to me when he was 15. Right. And so like, this is the world that we are living in. So now one generation after our parents, we're in that same position, but we got to do it. We got to do it. Um, even harder this time, mm-hmm. right? Because we have to ensure that, okay, so give me the right to vote, give me control over my own body, let, let you know, the LGBTQ plus community live in peace, let our children know that we're doing everything we can to secure that this planet's going to be a safe place for them to raise the, their generations uh, of children. And like, I... I feel like that's what's on the line right now. Mm -hmm. And the Supreme Court is fucking corrupt. We've known this the whole time. They're going to do what they're going to do because we have no power to regulate them and to check them at this time. What we have the power to do is sit here on on a Sunday and hopefully get this message out to people that we all have to show up because mm-hmm. what's on the ballot is democracy and and healthcare 
and freedom of choice and all of these things. And then we're going to we're going to succeed. We are going to succeed because there are too many of us in the boomer generation, in Gen X and in, in the millennial generation. And I'll tell you what, my son. And yes, I live in liberal California in <laughs> Oakland where, you know, it's one would think it was a sin to vote red or to vote against. <laughs> But there's a lot of that shit going on in yeah. California. Of course there and is. And so yeah. all of my my son and all of his generation, they're voting in the first presidential in mm -hmm. November. Mm -hmm. And I I ask them all when they come over to our house and they come through that door and I'm like, you're voting for <laughs> <Yeah>. Biden. <laughs> and they're like, oh, they're like, of course. <laughs> I, I'm like, you're not sitting it out. Right. You're voting for Biden because when you vote for Biden and you talk about that on your Instagram feed and all of your friends who right. are out of state that are voting in their other states, that stuff bleeds over. And yes. that's how we make it happen. Yes. And so I truly with I have a I have a very dear friend who is the executive director of of a, a group that make the, all of their efforts and all of their fundraising goes into getting um pro-democracy candidates elected at, at the congressional mm -hmm. and senatorial level. And her words to me, from her words to whoever's ears, right? Uh, uh, she said, I'll take that bet that Biden wins every day and twice on Sunday. <laughs> and these, you know, are people, yeah. these are people who have spent their lives in this Right. You know, watching it happen. And she's the one when I'm crying, when Steve Kornacki's giving me <laughs> shitty news on election night, she's like, honey, I love your enthusiasm. I love your optimism. But I told you. Yeah. I told you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yes. Well, and you know that what, what you're saying is kind of also bringing me to the second thing. And I, I'm just going to keep hitting on this because I keep seeing the reaction to cable news polls and you know I mean it's not just cable news because cable news is going after they're going on certain kinds of polls in some cases I think they're going with polls that are a little bit more accurate and then in other times they're going you know I, I'm gonna fucking beat this so hard because you know it's it's always gonna be Simon Rosenberg and Tom Bonier they basically from what I understand they're following a number of polls that are more accurate, and they're more accurate because they cost a little bit more. I don't exactly know what the criteria is for a more expensive polling, but it. But I mean, how many times have you gotten calls on your phone and just never answered it? And so it was like a couple, it was last year sometime, I believe, Bob and I were discussing this, and so I thought, you know what, I'm going to answer the phone next time I get an unknown caller, and it was a pollster. So I constantly ignore unknown calls, and I guarantee you that my mother does too, who's a boomer, so yeah. you got young people ignoring those calls. So, you know, of course, they're, they're getting a hold of somebody, and they're, they are getting snapshots with certain kinds of questions, and some of those questions are leading, especially when the polls aren't, you know, the expensive, really intricate polls. And, and then, you know, the, these cheaper Republican-led polls are, are being broadcast all over cable, which, again, Gen Z is not watching Morning Joe. And I don't even think Gen Z is watching Gen Saki. You know, I mean, it's like they're right. not paying attention oh, God. to what we're hearing. They don't watch TV. No. They watch their fucking phone screens and their computers. So, you know, I mean, I won't go into who, but there's someone in my life who is liberal and is not as informed 
and keep saying ignorant things. <laughs> you know, like, well, <laughs> I hope the young people show up. I hope the black people show up. It's like, oh my God, the black people oh, are the people that down. fucking they, save us every fucking them. time. That's why Biden's in office. Hello. <laughs> exactly. And and then on top of it, with the with the young people, this person is, um, you know, older and is is going off of what they understood when they were younger. And and mm-hmm. so, you know, and then they watch people like Joe Scarborough and think, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about 100% of the time. And so then, you know, and sometimes Joe is a fucking asshole. Yeah. And I, I don't like the guy at all. He interrupts Mika way too much, is my opinion. Well, so. there's that, but he's still a Republican at heart. And, you know, I yeah. mean, I just, did, and it's like, it, look, I don't care about so much the policy shit. It's, it's, it's the way he delivers the information. And so... Yeah. And he can be very smug, and he's not accurate all the time. And so, you know, I mean, he, he was screaming red wave. He just, he falls for all the shit. And so, you know, I just think that as we move into this year and things continue to get weirder and crazier and more surreal, um, I think I think there is a good shot, like I was saying earlier, I think we're going to get the presidency. Um, the real key is Congress and the Senate. And right. you know we're I gonna keep... get the, we're gonna get Congress for sure. Yes, and I know uh, we're gonna is, uh... we're gonna uh, hopefully we can just maintain 50-50 in the Senate. I don't see how we take seats. Yeah, I know because we lost West Virginia and that you know Joe Manchin. Ugh, yeah, good I riddance. I know. Um, but you think about this Arizona. Kirsten Cinema was a Democrat, so yeah, that's holding on if Ruben Gallego beats her. Right. And you just have to hope that Arizona has their act together enough to not put Carrie Lake in and and Kirsten Sinema. It's got to be. I think Gallego will take it. That's great. Mm -hmm. But that's holding on to a Democratic seat, right? Right, right, right. Um, Debbie Stabenow leaving. Alyssa Slotkin's going to freaking slay in Michigan. Yay. (laughs) This is my – this okay. But John Tester always has a fight because it's Mm -hmm. Montana. Right. He's a wonderful human being. He's an incredible senator, but it's Montana. You That's not a slam dunk. Sherrod Brown, that's not a slam I know. dunk. What the hell? Mm-hmm. I said slam drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Sherrod Brown, he's an icon. I know. And that's, I mean, I know. think about who the other senator in Ohio is. Yeah. That's what's going on in Ohio. <laughs> okay? But hey, Ohio, when they put abortion on the ballot, mm-hmm. Exactly. Look what happened. Yeah. Okay. Now we got Florida where did they get enough signatures? Is that shit hitting the ballot? The the abortion hitting the ballot in Florida? I, I, there's so much to follow that I don't want to speak out of school, but you know, that's Florida. So hello. Mm -hmm. Uh, but West Virginia, gonzo. Mm-hmm. We've got Tennessee where there's that woman, Gloria Johnson, who's running against yes. the wretched Marsha Blackburn. Mm-hmm. But it's Tennessee. Yeah. So I don't know. Right. I mean, that's I know. A, you know, people the people in the know are like, oh, honey, come on. Don't 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 even hold your breath for one second there. Then there's Lucas Coons, who's running against the awful Josh Hawley. Oh, God. Yeah. OK. I mean, please, we lose Claire McCaskill mm-hmm. and get Josh Hawley. <laughs> That's America right now. Mm-hmm. So who knows? I, know. I don't know. I know. And I mean, at least what we have going for the Senate is that it's not gerrymandered. And I'm I'm hopeful and I don't know about this, but I'm hopeful right. that there are enough people who I mean, there's that woman and I don't know her name, 
But that woman who went into septic shock because she was not allowed an abortion, even though mm-hmm. it was a danger to her life. And I'm yeah, and, and I'm hoping that women across the country see this shit. And you know, unfortunately, there's going to be more of that. There's you know, I, I don't know how many more stories are going to come out this year of women either dying or having to go through something heinous in order to you know either get an abortion or just the subject at all. I don't know how many of these stories we're going to see before the election, but I guarantee they're going to have some effect. I don't know if they'll have the desired effect, but they'll have some effect on some of these voters. And, and I, you know, I try, I'm trying to keep the faith because, you know, it's funny because I've had some, somebody that I know said to me, you know, well, I always assume the negative because that way I'm not disappointed if it turns out that I'm right. And it's like, but well, then you then you just remain in a state of disappointment all the time. I don't see how right. that's beneficial. I mean, uh-huh. it's like you know, look, we, yeah, you don't want to get your hopes dashed, but I, but I think the 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 bullshit logic that people say, oh, well, I'm just going to stay in a negative state, so you know, it just doesn't make oh, any sense on. to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay. That way. <laughs> I know I'm gonna stay in a negative state, so I don't basically have to change my state. Is what they're saying because it's like I don't want to be disappointed. For I don't have the energy to fight this. Come on, I don't want. I don't want to have a conversation with that. No, <laughs> exactly. We, it, it's incumbent on all of us. All if this matters to you, yeah. get off your ass in whatever way you can. If you have money, donate it. If mm-hmm. you have time, give it. Yes. If you can travel, go to places where conversations can happen. Because here's the thing, in Texas. I guarantee you, yeah, there's a lot of, there are a lot of people who are never going to ever come over to the side of, oh my God, if I vote for Ted Cruz again, that means more women are going to die of septic shock because right. their pregnancies went yeah. bad. Yeah. But if I vote for Colin Allred, we might have a 51, 50, uh, 49 <laughs> in the Senate. Yeah. 51, 50. I might have, have a 51, 50. I mean, like, how much more of this can we take? I know, I know. So, so these are the conversations. I, I swear to God, talking to humans. It's human <laughs> to human. I remember Julian mm-hmm. Castro saying to me, um, to, to me, Yes, I said that. He said it's it's about it's about engaging with people. That's like retail politics, right? Yeah, right. That's why your local elections really matter. Mm-hmm. One of the things that is that resonated with me, and you know, I work in the reproductive uh, freedom space and and in healthcare, and and I get to advocate um, for those things because when you vote against someone who is a Planned Parenthood endorsed candidate, let's just say, mm-hmm. right? You're voting against health care for people, not just you're voting against my vote. I, I disagree with abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, great. Do you disagree that a kid whose parent doesn't have insurance shouldn't get his or her vaccination so they can go to public school kindergarten? Mm-hmm. Do you disagree with that? Do you disagree with um, your father whose Medicaid doesn't cover his prostate exam and he could walk in to a Planned Parenthood and get that prostate exam and potentially have life-saving care? Mm-hmm. Do you, like, who who are you then? <laughs> you, you are, you're, you're of, you're either the people who believe in, um, freedom of choice, who believe mm-hmm. in democracy, who believe in health care, who believe in gender affirming care, who believe in all of the things, be, who who are against book bans. You believe in comprehensive um, 
sexual, um, you know, comprehensive health. Uh, what am I? What am I trying to say? Uh, sex ed, comprehensive mm-hmm. sex ed in, in in the public school system. We have that in California. People MAGA candidates who got on the ballot in counties that neighbor my own, mm-hmm. where they took comprehensive sex ed out of the public schools. <sighs> And it took work to get the right people back in at the school board and have that reinstated. That's the kind of shit that that has to happen mm-hmm. locally that then reverberates, right? Mm-hmm. If that's happening in the in the in, at your school board and at your city council and then at your state legislature, then it's then it's going uphill, I guess, is, is, mm-hmm. is where it would go. Then it reverberates and it starts to happen at the congressional level and the Senate level and at the top of the ticket. So these are conversations that, that, have, to, that have to continue to happen. And when we sit down and we get our ballots, you look at those candidates from the top of the ticket all the way down to your school board. Yeah, and that's how we change things. Sorry, it, was that just insanity? No, out no, I mean no, I, not at this all. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. I I wake up every single day, and wonder where where can I have an impact? It, it, you know, because it, it's my business whether it's here in my own backyard mm-hmm. or it's in Ohio or Idaho. I go to Idaho every year because a friend of mine is the executive director of the Democratic Party there. And you want to you want to meet Democrats who get the shit beat out of them every single day, election cycle after election cycle. And the ones that manage to to get elected, reelected and stand for all the things you and I are talking about here. That's a state where like you and I sit in our in our liberal sort of bubbles. Right. But pay attention to what's happening and, and, you know, stand up, applaud, lend a hand to the people who are in places where it's not a foregone conclusion that, that decency is going to prevail. Mm -hmm. Idaho, for example, I go there every single year. I try my best to give my time and my money to candidates who, who subscribe to the same belief systems that you and I do and that Mm -hmm. all of your listeners for the most part do. Um, because that's how change happens. Right. And, you know, that's bringing me, I just have to throw, oh my God, you know, the other, I think it was Friday, Harry Dunn was on Joy Reid talking about his candidacy. And I just, I love love him so much. He's so cute. I know. He is so cute. Put on a tracksuit and talk, baby. Oh my God. He is so cool. I love him. He's like this huge teddy bear. You know, he's just got Mm -hmm. this loving face. And I, oh God, he said, um, I am not, I'm not a career politician. I'm a career public servant. And I just fucking love that. I think he is wonderful. I think he's one of the most perfect people to represent us. And I'm just so grateful. But that goes to what you're saying. I mean, he obviously took a look at what's going on and says, I'm going to run. And and, and we we need more of that. And I mean, I, I feel like I feel like there's this combination happening right now in the country. There's like this whole divide and everything, and obviously it's scary and it's bad, and it's getting worse with the the rhetoric because Trump is just he's getting more and more Hitler esque every single day. But I oh, think yeah. I think that there's also on the other side of it because there's cause and effect, and you know I feel like the effect of the MAGA just every hatred everything. 
I feel like there's now it's kind of like not just starting, obviously, look at 2017 and look what happened with with the Women's March. But I mean, it's just the idea of that swell of that. The more people are held under someone's thumb, the more that we are told we can't, if rights are taken away, if we're restricted, um, it just makes us angrier. And the thing is, is it's like, you know, I because I lived in Russia, you know, and I saw this whole nation of people who allowed the government to basically just keep them in chains, really, especially during communism. Um, and, and I say they allowed it because they were too afraid to fight for it. And I mean, that could easily happen here. But it's like the difference is, is yeah. we, we, weren't grow, we did not grow up in, in a country where the government has always been a dictatorship. We have enjoyed right. freedoms and we have enjoyed. Yes. That doesn't mean I, I don't think we're at risk of losing it. I absolutely do. Right. But, but on the other yeah. hand, I think there is this, you know, I mean, when you have all these young people, we, you know, again, and they're not, your, your son is not being interviewed by fucking Joe Scarborough, Scarborough or any of these CNN people because they're too busy going to diners and talking to Trump supporters. And, and so we're getting a little bit of the story. We're not getting the whole picture. We're just like, oh, what do you Trump supporters think? What does MAGA think? And it's like, they never want to say, hey, what is this, you know, kid who is living in a, a liberal state? What, the, what does this kid have to say who's going to vote? They never fucking do that. And so what, you know, so these people who, who I talked about earlier who say those kids better get to voting, it's like, well, they are. And they can't they fucking wait to vote. They have been consistently voting since Donald Trump won. They are, you know, I mean, God, look at fucking Victor Xi. He is the, mo- he's like a robot of, of, of like democratic talking points and and i say that in a positive way it's like he he is so disciplined and oh my god he's been on my show and i have to say he was intimidating i mean he's he's gen z i'm 55 and he's intimidating as shit because he's so skilled at what he does it's like oh my god he he is like the the a plus student in messaging and and in like the ability to kind of like drum up enthusiasm and all that so you know i mean they're all obviously he is it's and then olivia juliana um is that her name yeah i mean it's like she's she's fucking fierce yeah she's so smart and she's funny and yeah she's 20 20 and she's funny and she's smart and she really knows her shit they these young people and and then there's also santiago mayer who's been on my show and uh meyer i should say um, all of these people, all of these young people are dead fucking serious. And, yep. you know, I mean, they, they have grassroots organizations. So I, I, I really want to emphasize that, again, there's there's a lot to be concerned about. But, but we're not hearing the whole story on cable news. And we're not Correct. hearing the whole story from AP and the New York Times and Washington Post. We are getting parts of the story and it's not to say that they're spreading disinformation or lying because they're not. But it's I, not but mean the whole story. Yeah, and so that's it's so. And so then you've and, and the reason they're doing that is because it, ratings. It's just much better to have the horse race. And then you have mm-hmm. certain kinds of Americans who grew up in a country where they felt like the news media was a place they could go and trust and get the whole picture. And they're expecting that. And so they're believing what they're getting is the whole picture or what they hear from like some anecdotal thing of a friend. And, you know, and it's like you you just can't 
go on one person saying they're not going to vote for Biden and assume that the whole group of that people is going to march in lockstep. That doesn't mean Biden has it locked down. But at the same time, I just, I do feel really pretty strong that he's going to win. Um, it's just, it's, I do too. we just have but, to, we have we to be diligent. Rest. No, yeah, we, no we rest. Need, we need it to be a, we need it to be just an absolute bloodbath. Like, yeah, it's got to, it. Like, don't get yeah. happy at all. You have to bloodbath fucking get your probably ass. Probably not a great word. For you. <laughs> um, a, a landslide. It's got to be a landslide. And then the last thing I want to ask and talk about is, um, you know, at least Stefanik was uh. was talking today on uh, Meet the Press, and she hinted that she wanted to be the VP. So here's what I have to say about that. Um, I think she has a much better chance of being VP than Nikki Haley for a yeah. couple of reasons, even though we all know Nikki Haley would love it if Trump is the nominee. Um, she Trump, I don't think Trump would pick Nikki Haley mainly because she just doesn't have the right skin color. And That's I, it. I was, so, I'm so glad you said that because I was going to say it first. And I'm like, Steph, hold on. <laughs> well, and, and then there, because there was a comment that uh, I said that, you know, I think Elisa Stefanik has a much better shot at it. And somebody said, no, neither one of them are going to get it because they're not pretty enough. Trump, Trump isn't always going to put the prettiest one in. She, this other one thinks it's gnome. Trump is extremely self-serving. And while he... You know, he, he, he is looking at optics and he is looking at um, I, like that cynical, let's put a woman in there and all that. He's also, more importantly, he wants to win. So he's going to be strategic about his VP, his VP pick. It's not going to be solely based on, is she pretty? That's not going to be it. And so Elise is the right color and Elise has the right t- She says the things that basically, you know, make him hard. I hate to say it that way. Make his little tiny <laughs> mushroom penis hard. But it's like she know- and and Haley also will, even though she bullshitted and said she, she would. She can overpower him because she's so much smarter than he is. Exactly. That's true. That's true. And then, and there's also the fact that Haley has said negative things about Trump. I mean, you know, in in normal elections, we're used to seeing that. We're used to seeing people talk shit about each other and then they go pick that person to be their VP. But Trump is not like other politicians. So he, he may not be able to put some of this stuff aside. And, you know, and she's trying really, really hard to say, oh, look, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I would pardon him and all that. But I just don't think it matters. I think that he, you know, I don't know who he's going to pick if he does become the nominee, which, again, I have. If the Supreme Court, that could be an easy decision right there if they just decide that he's going to stay on. But, you know, we'll see where that goes from there. And there's also things that could benefit us if, you know, I mean, when I say us, I mean democracy that if he is allowed to stay on the ticket and if anybody starts, you know, pulling ahead and winning some primaries, then, okay, he's allowed on the ticket and he can go start a new party if he gets pissed off and, you know, maybe loses some primaries and then he splits the party. So there's there's a benefit of that maybe, you know. I'm not, I'm not saying it's an absolute, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's a maybe. Right. You know, so there, there, there's right. all these things. And then there's going to be all these fucking trials and, you know, it, there, there's going to be so much going on that... We can't even predict anything other than it's going to be extremely chaotic. And I have a feeling Joe Biden is going to be, you know, when he really starts to campaign, as Bob says, you know, it's like Trump just campaigns constantly. So Biden is not campaigning constantly and he is going to come out swinging, you know, and I I think he's going to do a good job. 
So I don't know. I mean, yesterday, I've, wouldn't you? Say oh my God! Yeah, he's I mean, called Trump a sick. <laughs> I know. He almost called delicious. him a sick fuck. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. it was great to it, see him it, like yeah. that. How dare he? I love it when he when he raises his voice. That's when <laughs> I want to hear that more because here's the other thing. He he was powerful. Yeah. You know, with that loud voice, he didn't sound like an old man yelling. Right. And yeah. <laughs> I I and he and he's he's lucid. He knows uh-huh. what he's talking about. He appears to be very very natural. I know that they all work off of teleprompters when they're giving speeches like that, but boy, did he give a speech that that I know appeared to be just a man fire. speaking from his heart and there was yeah. fire. Yeah. And Trump can't speak. He's slurring. He's drugged and up. Sweating. I mean, God, I, I, yeah. <laughs> and he's sweating. Yes. Gl- he glistens. And not in a way that I like things to glisten. You know, he's, he's not doing. <laughs> and he yeah. and that same day, he basically told the parents of children who were killed in fucking school gun massacres get to it. get over it. He's so you, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And I don't, I mean, Nikki Haley, I think, is done. After her yes, um, I agree. anti-slavery stance, yeah. uh, I think she I think she just packed her knives and should have gone right at that moment. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that yeah. was it for her. And uh, I, I, I'm, who, Elise Stefanik, <laughs> this <asshole>. woman, <laughs> I mean, I, I can't. I couldn't I even watch the clips. I couldn't. Me neither. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't watch half that shit. Are you kidding me? Yeah. But but I mean, I don't know if like if he is the nominee. um, Obviously, I have no idea who he would pick. I just don't think he's going to. I would absolutely, you know, be on board with that whole cynical. Let's get a woman. um, Let's, you know, all that stuff. But who that woman would be. And, you know, for all I know, the thing is, is that Especially the MAGA crowd, they are so racist and so misogynistic that I wouldn't be surprised if he just went with a really another Mike Pence type, you know, like a real white, white bread guy that would be a safe bet for the MAGA crowd. So I don't know. I don't know. um, What about that sick puppy, Mike Johnson? Oh, my God. Well, you know what? I think that if I think if he if, if that was his VP, I think it would almost guarantee a Biden victory. I really do. Oh, uh, I, yeah. I listen. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx anything. I jinx like I have that power. But I don't even. It just to me. I don't even want to say weird stuff that no, would I potentially go against us winning. But come on. Yeah. Um, well, I'd be terrified. I mean, I would be terrified because we all assumed Trump would not win in 2016, and he did. So I think it's all. It's been proven to us. Okay, stuff that we thought would never happen, that stuff's happening. So I Correct. would be terrified if, you know, if, if Mike Johnson were the nominee. But like the, the emotion, take out the emotion, I would say I, don't, I think that would guarantee a, a loss. But, you know, what do I know? <laughs> what do right. I fucking know? Well, here's the, here's, so, you know, let's, let's, let's just for a moment take this into consideration. News outlets are going to put stuff up on their social media websites. They're going to write stories that sell, that get clicks. Yes. And lunatic MAGA people who say outrageous things and who are openly racist and who support the, uh, 
criminal behaviors of the ex, you know, occupant of the White House, who no matter what he does, they're brainwashed. These are mm-hmm. these are people who, you know, they have T-shirts on that say never surrender. And it's Trump's mugshot. He was in in custody when he took that picture, you imbeciles. But so they're just, they're going to go with whatever. That's that's the minority. Mm -hmm. That is not the majority of, and and I'm going to take away, I'm never going to call Republicans conservatives. Ever again. Ever again. Again, because I'm going to say that's the majority of the Republican Party. The Republicans right. are not cons- conservatives. No. They they are pro wrecking the economy, and they they're anti pro- yeah anti constitution. They're anti constitution. They're um, anti. Uh, they these are not people. They they are anti health care. Mm-hmm. Okay. They are, I mean, I, I had a list going in my head. I was so mad one day and I literally just started kind of writing it down. These are not conservative people. And I want to push back on that narrative that they are, because these are people who support an accused rapist, a proven criminal, the leader of an insurrection. Okay. When, when they are in power, mm-hmm. they bring crushing debt to our country. Unemployment skyrockets. Mm-hmm. Okay, this isn't just under Trump. Look at the other Republican presidents that were in place. When Democrats are in power, we fix the economy. I know, every time. And unemployment <laughs> unemployment plummets, mm-hmm. right? These are people who shut down our government. Mm-hmm. Okay, they cut programs that benefit school children. Like, what the fuck is conservative about that? I know. When they're in, when they're in power, Roe gets overturned. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that's conservative about denying a woman who has gone into septic shock because her pregnancy is no longer viable? Please explain the conservative part of that. I don't. I, I'm done. They're not conservative people. No, they're reckless. Yeah, they're reckless, and they're and and their and their policies are inhumane. Yeah. This is the conversation that I will wake up each day, throw a couple of hits of coffee into my system, and I'm gonna have this conversation every day until election day. Yeah, every day, and I'm willing to you know thank God I have the job that I have and I get to be in the space that I am in every day. Because I am willing to come up with black eyes and blood for this cause. Yeah. And this cause is just seeing to it that we have a, a, a human being who believes in civil rights and democracy at every level of government. For, for our future, for my kids' future, for hopefully one day his kids' future. Yeah. And for our old people. Exactly. Of which I am, yeah. I am coming, you know, quickly. Up, <laughs> yes, up, we, we both like, are. <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry. I want to live in a country where it, you don't have to have money in the bank to die with dignity mm-hmm. or to have a comfortable, you know, uh, last decade of life. Right. You know what I mean? When my yeah. mom was sick, there was a medicine that she needed. And my mom, who worked her entire life, who had a little bit of money in the bank, who had great health care, 
there was a medicine that she needed that was costing her thousands of dollars a month. And I'm like, you know what? They want to kill you to keep you alive. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to bankrupt you. And they're, this is, this is what's going to happen because if this medicine does work, you're not going to have anything left in the bank. And then what your working children have to figure out how to juggle caring for you because there's no, because there's nothing. It's, it's a sin. It It is is. a sin. And then, okay. So then we win in November. I'm just going to, I'm sorry. I'm on fire. And I'm, I'm, (laughs) I, I I wish you could see what I was wearing right now. As I'm sitting in my chair, like I have a nightgown on and I've got a Mickey mouse sweatshirt over that. And I have sweatpants on and slippers because it's cold in California, believe it or not. But I, I want to then make a, a, a country where kids who want to go to college can do so regardless mm-hmm. of whether or not their parents have money in the bank saved for them. Yeah. And I want to see kids who want to go to college, go to college and not come out with crushing debt in, at the end, which often, which often is a non-starter for mm-hmm. so many people. And that happens right here in my, in my neck of the woods. That happens where you are. That happens all across yep. the country. And, you know, so that, that's those, that's going to be my next mission by the way, but, but watch out yeah. world. Here comes watch Steph. out world. I can't, I, I can never stop working. I can. And I don't want to, I can, but I, I, I don't, I, I feel like I can, although, you know what? Um, I, I kind of, in the last couple of months, I've, I have been pulling back. I still follow everything. It's just, I'm not in it as much. And part of it is my job. You know, I work as a social media manager. So I have things that I have to do and obviously they take up my attention, but still, you know, I mean, I've made kind of a concerted effort to pull myself away from some of this news because, you know, again, yes. some, some of the news is only part of the news and not mm-hmm. the whole story. And so I tend to get worked up and I just can't afford it. Like, you know, I, I can't afford the emotional um, toll that it. it takes. So yeah, I'm just, uh, just looking, you know, I'm looking, I mean, I, I'm with you. We have to do shit to save democracy, whatever it is you can do, even if it's just a tweet, even if it's just putting out something on social media. If you can, you know, go talk to your city council and see if you can arrange for, uh, the, read David Pepper's book, latest book, How to Save Democracy or something like yeah. that, because he has a lot of really good ideas that A, don't cost any money, B, don't make you feel, it, like some people really don't feel comfortable going door to door. So he has all kinds of suggestions for people who are not comfortable doing what the normal stuff is, you know, or even right. just making phone calls and phone calls are easy. So postcards, uh, handwritten postcards. postcards are easy. There's all kinds of things that you can do within your comfort level. And that's really important because nobody want you know, if you're not comfortable doing something, then you're probably not going to do a good job. So do what you're comfortable with and then, you know, but do something, try to, uh, push yourself to do something you've never done before. And, 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 and even it, like, if you're going to do what I'm doing where you're not necessarily paying attention to every fucking thing everybody says, you know, stay informed, uh, you know, but, but try, and also try to listen to people and I'll name aside from myself, um, you know, the, the podcasters who take on an optimistic tone are Bob Seska, um, Hal Sparks, and Allison Gill. So, you know, I mean, they, they, they tell you the truth, but they don't, they don't like, they don't come from fear as much as they're coming from 
there there is an out you know like be up you can be optimistic but you can still be concerned you know what I mean? So I think right. uh, obviously cautiously optimistic, cautiously optimistic right? And, so and the three people that you just that you just named are are super informed, and also quite funny. Yes, and that always helps. Yes, it always helps. And oh, that Stephanie, and of course Stephanie Miller. How could I forget her? Because oh my God, on top of it, yes, she's oh, fucking hilarious. Yes. <laughs> you Stephanie know Miller I think, is so great. I think that she's amazing. Um, and the sexy liberal tour is about to happen again, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. <laughs> uh, woo. Um, I think, Pete, uh, you know, you said it, it's hard. We've all pulled back. You know, I used to be addicted to MSNBC. I watched mm-hmm. all the shows Me at too. night. I did that. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I pick and choose anymore. now because... And they're going to be, I can't wait for Kornacki, man. Like, yeah, give me the primary. <laughs> like, I love it that 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 gets me pumped. Um, and that's a dose of reality, too, yeah. and a really intelligent person who's giving you information. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. But I think we need to remember that this is about people. And it's mm-hmm. about engaging with people. You don't have to watch all five shows on MSNBC. No, 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 no. And I'm talking about starting with like at the end of the workday through like, you know, right. I'm dozing off during <laughs> the 11th hour. You don't have to do that to see what's going on. You need to talk to human beings mm-hmm. because those those stories like what's coming out of Texas with women who are who are risking their lives to to have an abortion. Um, those, those are the human stories. That's where we find out. Talk to the guy who doesn't have health care, who walked into a Planned Parenthood to have a prostate exam and mm-hmm. found out he was sick. Wow. Right. Talk to the people who, uh, whose kids got comprehensive sex education taken out of their public schools. That's re- that's what, what should motivate us. Right. Yeah. Because real life stories and then you tie that to, oh, I get it. So if I vote <laughs> in Stockton for my school board member who supports comprehensive sex ed and we get her back on the ballot and in office, my kid benefits. Oh, my God. Like this plus this plus this equals <laughs> this. And I swear to God, that's why Joe Biden is the guy, right? Mm-hmm. Then find those people who are running for Congress who have a human side to them. Barbara Lee is running for Senate in the state of California, and she just put this video out of herself standing in front of the first house she bought for 14,000 bucks in Oakland and talks about that. Mm-hmm. And like when, you know, I'm gonna try to make it so that people can can become homeowners again and provide for their families and and like all of these things like I am so motivated to engage with other humans about the stuff that's important to us like this is this is why I am hopeful and maybe I'm a little idealistic but I don't give a shit that's who I am right maybe that maybe that'll catch on (laughs) somewhere I don't know I, I hope so. And, I, you know, I think it's great ideas. I think we all need to talk to the people in our lives and do what we need to do because this year is going to be fucking crazy. And, you know, it's, it's it, we're going to need everything in our arsenal to 
not only save and protect democracy, but to also save and protect our own sanity. So, <laughs> and, you know, I will say when you do Indeed. talk to people, when you do make that effort, it helps you feel less hopeless because you feel like you're actually doing something as opposed to just watching people tell you how bad everything is. So anyway, with that, I'm going to start wrapping things up because I know you got to go. I got to okay. go. We got to do some stuff today. And it, it is Sunday. I'm going to put this out on Monday. And if you're still here mm. listening, thank you. Um, I will also at some point, probably on Wednesday, do my p- patrons only show again, because I am not in my normal situation. I'm everything's different. But once I get back home, we're going to go back to the old schedule. But anyway, I just want to say before I let you go, I want to say thank you so much for being on the show. It's It helped me. It makes my life easier. And then also just, you know, where where can we find stuff on social media? <laughs> ah, yeah. Um, I am on threads and Instagram. Okay. All right. Uh, and what's and your name? Steph, Steph, Dominguez, Steph Dominguez Walton, both. All right. Um, Steph Dominguez Walton. Yes. And, and I I'm am. you what? I yeah, and you are. Well, no, 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 go ahead. What were you saying? <laughs> no, I just, I, I'm dragging this out because it's you and it's me. And this is like we're on the phone. You know what I'm saying? I Sorry, I was just about to go on a tangent. But I hate, I, I'm so, leaving X, and I left it when it was still called Twitter, Yeah, was one of the greatest things I've ever done for myself. Well, I haven't left because I don't, I don't want to shut it down and then have someone create an author Kimberly account. So I, I don't, I mean, I'm still tweeting and stuff like that or, or X tweeting or however you want to call it. But when I eventually leave, I'm just probably going to keep my account up, but I just won't tweet anymore. Mm-hmm. So right, and it's, right. it's for that reason. Cause I had a, you know, right. I, mean, I used to have a blue check and I used to, um, well, I mean, I stopped growing as soon as he took over, but anyway, I am Kimberly and it's K I M B E R L E Y Kimberly Johnson. Just I'm everywhere. Just look me up under that name, but you have to spell my name correctly. L E Y at the end. Thanks mom for throwing that E in there. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> making it just a little bit more complicated, but, um, I just, again, I want to say thank you for being on. It's always a joy talking to you and, and we're grateful. All of us, I, you know, you, you were requested by some of the patrons. They wanted you to come back. No. On. So we, we love when you're on, we love your enthusiasm and thank you. <laughs> Oh my God, I miss you. And I love the patrons. And thank you because this is so, this is so much fun. I just adore you and you make me so happy. And this was a blast. Yes, it always is. And big, big hug. And we're going to end it here. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Kimberly. Bye-bye.